This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C. Senior. A dimly lit room where deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty communication compounds. And today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. I have to go with San Diego's boating community. As I was general manager. Part of the gigantic, incomprehensibly large, uh, pro-Trump, up-with-America boat parade uh, in San Diego over the weekend. Awesome. Can't wait to hear all about that. I need to find an honest news account of it, which is extremely difficult. Because there easily could have been 1,500 boats... Which, uh, it's, it's easy to say and think, oh, that's a lot of boats. No, you have to picture that. It, it's stretched on for miles. Tens of thousands of people on the shore cheering and waving flags. Didn't make the paper. <laughs> it was one of the largest gatherings of humans I've ever seen. Wow. Including, you know, just the sheer span of it. Well, actually, there's some polling on uh, enthusiasm we'll get to. I have to give the same speech I give every year at this time. Labor Day is the traditional end of summer. <laughs> Screwing around is over. Oh, boy. We're getting serious now. We're back to school. We're back to work. The barbecues, the short pants, the open-toed shoes. Who's yelling at? That crap is over now, people. Oh, wow. Buckle down. All right. Well, Time to get back to work and get serious. It's strange how summer is over, yet it never actually started. <laughs> yeah, yeah, wait a minute. That was the strangest summer of my entire life. No well, doubt about I, that. I got an idea the fall is going to be something. <laughs> As we head into the strangest autumn. The Ottoman. Of my life, I'm guessing. Uh, yeah. So we're now uh, eight weeks from the presidential election. 57 days or whatever it is. Oh. Um, uh, three weeks from the first debate. Three weeks from tomorrow, I believe. From the first debate, which I guess is going to happen. Um, and, uh, yeah, things are getting a little more, I think everybody's back at school or on the computer at home at school in some way or another. Right. Yeah. It's time to get serious. No more screwing around. The summertime attitude has got to go. <laughs> I'll tell you what we're disappointed about around here. And this is going to be a phenomenon around the country. Oh, I, know. I don't even want to talk about it. It's good news, but are you ready Wherever you are, the timeline's different, you know, every uh, town, county, state. Of course, of and when, line of work. And line of work, of when people start coming back to work. But for whatever reason, after loving an empty building for like six months, yeah, people are starting to come back into the building. Duh. After six months of working in this building and having the bathrooms to ourselves, we practically had a bathroom for each of us individually. Yeah. Oh, yeah. An entire bathroom, many stalls, many sinks. And the coffee machine and everything else, just nobody in the halls, just the whole building to ourselves is fantastic. People are starting to come back. I realize that's good news. It's got to happen. Arguably. But are you ready for it wherever you work? If you, I, I've talked to a lot of people who say, yeah, I go into work. It's awesome. There's nobody there. Yeah. yeah. So, well, and, and not only is it awesome for the reasons you mentioned, but the, the chances of getting the vid at work are much less if there's practically nobody here. That's a good point. I hadn't even thought I, about that. I don't that. want all these people ooching about. I, I was just explaining over the weekend. No, we've been going to work for months. We're doing the show from the studio, and it's fine because there are only like 10 people in the building. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Oh, great. Humanity again. All right. I just saw somebody I haven't seen in six months. I don't know where he's been. 
breathing moistly on me. Oh, boy. I don't know what he's been doing. Well, that's the point. He's been breathing moistly elsewhere. You can get your vapors and moistly. Right, Mr. Chairman or, or, or Grand Poobah or Prime Minister Duke or whatever. Or Chancellor. Duke, yeah, what, what is we, it up there? knows, Canada. Um, I know where you guys have mostly been. I will follow your Twitter feeds. I don't know where that guy's been. I haven't seen him in six months. He might be hanging out at the old folks' home licking, licking jello plates for all I know. Gee, many. That'd be odd behavior. But uh, keep your your vapors and your droplets to yourself. <laughs> exactly. Take your droplets home where they belong. Ugh. So unemployment, Friday news, um, uh, economic news, there was some good unemployment to like 8.7% now. Steve Mnuchin wow. was on all the shows over the weekend saying they were predicting 25%, 30% unemployment yes. by fall. And we're at 8.7% percent are trying to get the... Uh, Who was doing those predictions? Fire that person. <sighs> uh, well, you know, you throw $3 trillion at a problem, you'd hope you'd get some results out of it, and apparently we did. But I, I just wish... Didn't match our predictions was not the big news story that it is in all aspects of life. I agree. Like that's agree. that's about your predictions, not what actually happened. Yeah, that is right. overrated. Exceeded estimates. That's overrated. Uh, I didn't listen to the estimates, or I heard the estimates, and I thought that sounds low. Nobody cares. So you expected me to not Good get the point, trash. Sean. You expected yeah. me to not get the trash out on time. I got it out on time, so I exceeded expectations. That right. doesn't really mean it's a good story. Bye bye. <laughs> Um, yeah, maybe the expectations were, you know, you're, you're a piece of garbage. Wait a minute, you're you're a slightly uh, less garbagey human than I thought, or a company or whatever. Yeah, good point, Sean. Way to lay the wood. The I, fools in the media. I hear the story about, you know, whatever it is, expectations of unemployment. At this point, it's like, you know, back when I had tiny little kids in the house. There's an elephant in the front yard, Daddy. <laughs> they are. <laughs> that's cute. That's That's fabulous. An elephant, you say. Well, that's, uh, I look at the New York Times, I have that same reaction. Oh, Trump badmouthed the troops or whatever. I guess that was the Atlantic. Okay, that's that's cute. Thanks. It's made up. There's so much. Well, and at this point, I don't know what's made up and what's not because they've made so much up. Correct. Ridiculous. Uh, we do have quite a bit to catch up on because we took Friday off and Monday off. It was a four-day weekend and, uh, you know, get in a little this and a little that. I actually like it when we miss we we miss stories sometimes because of the way the news works in the modern era. A story can come and go in twenty four hours. Oh, and then almost every day there is a major blanking story that you must discuss. And two days later, you don't even remember it happened. Nope. And we don't have to talk about it, which is just awesome. We will be doing a deep dive on the Michael Cohen book, of course. (laughs) Oh boy! And interviewing the author from his prison cell. Uh, great, Scott. I, I've got a story to tell about that. One of the usual suspects tried to make a big deal of that this morning, and it collapsed of its own phoniness. It was hilarious. I'm kind of interested in this, uh, the vaccine becoming the political uh, tool that it is, as uh, Biden and Harris are out on the trail saying, uh, I don't uh, I don't trust this president to put out a vaccine that you can uh, you can trust. I mean, I, need, I really oh. need. So that's going to have half the wow. country at least not taking the vaccine. Oh. And then his campaign manager, I'm not sure if they decided that that was a bad idea or too much or didn't poll well. His campaign manager on one of the talk shows over the weekend then went with, uh, we're concerned about them uh, not distributing it in an, a, a way that would bring equity. In other words, they're going to hold back the virus from black and brown people. Oh, yeah. The, the, the vaccine, rather. Yeah, sure. Hold back the vaccine from black and brown people. Right. Only give it to white people. Yes. That's That's the main concern of the Biden campaign. Vaccine supremacists. Yeah. And so, oh, my God, I can't believe that's where we are on the conversation. Again, there's an elephant. 
fit in my front yard. Uh, come on. They're going to hold back the vaccine from brown people. Okay. That's cute, son. <laughs> Holding back the vaccine. That An was elephant, his, you say. Uh-huh. That was his campaign manager putting that out. That's right. not just, you know. Right. Uh, a weird Washington Post story or somebody uh, ancillary. No. That's the, that's the talking point. Anyway, right. more on all that stuff later. Terrifying the herd into running in one direction or another. That is politics. Portland hit 100 days of uh, protests on Saturday night. With Mostly a, peaceful. Another declared riot. Oh, yeah, we got to get into that. 93% of the protests have been peaceful. Uh, story that made the rounds while we were gone. That's a good one. Anyway, let's introduce our board operator, Michelangelo. Pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? Yeah, it does suck people coming back. The bathroom that I used was on the fourth floor, so now during the break, i got to go get my electric toothbrush, my shaving cream, and my robe that's on the stall and get it all out of there now. That was your bathroom. That was my bathroom. It's like you broke up with a woman. And I knew that was your bathroom, so I never went to the fourth floor. I was a second floor guy. Right. I was third floor. Yeah. So I, I got to get all my stuff. I got a pair of slippers in there. Yeah, Sean and I have been sharing the third floor. There's an awful lot of hair in the drain, Sean. I, don't know <laughs> I haven't had a haircut for a very long time. <laughs> okay. um, it was a baldness thing. <laughs> Why are all these people coming back? Yeah, stay away. We got to spread some sort of rumor that there's something going on here. I thought I had at least another week to make my bear pit traps around the building. Yeah. You know, I uh, this is incredibly politically incorrect, but I've been having fun with it. I got some guys in the office with this the other day. Just great. I'll act like I'm talking in my cell phone, and I'll say, uh, "I'll say, oh yeah, we loved China, loved it, but boy, since I got back, I feel like crap." <laughs> <laughs> and people always react the same way, with big eyes and an open mouth. I just gotta go around the building saying that. Send them back home again. You're working from home, fine. Yeah, exactly. It, it, it was it was great. <laughs> Oh, wow. I just got back from China. I feel terrible. <laughs> Coronavirus! Oh, my God. That's right, Cardi. That's what I'm implying. <laughs> There's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Uh, it is the year 2024, and as we gaze upon the mushroom cloud above the city, we say, oh, look, it's a boy. Yeah, yeah. As gender reveal parties may have had their extinction-level event this past weekend. Yeah, no yes, kidding. so it would seem. One of the major wildfires in America set off by fireworks at a gender reveal party may cost them millions of dollars. Yep. And fines one. and maybe yeah. criminal charges. Yep. So that's uh, that's rough. God, I can just picture how that would go, too. Firework would land in the grass, start a little fire. People say, oh, my gosh, yeah, oh, yeah, get some water. Yeah, better stomp that out, Jim. (laughs) Having just had a fire at my property and seeing how fast it spreads, it goes from, oh, I better get something to get that out to, holy crap, I'm going to lose everything I have in, like, two minutes. Yeah. Uh, It's really awful. Um, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Tuesday, September 8th. The year 2020, where Armstrong and Getty, we approve of this program. Let's begin now, officially, according to FCC rules and regulations. The show begins at Mark. Authentic and John Velasquez have the lead as they come down to the 16th ball. Cheers the law, still trying to get him. Authentic, cheers the law. Here's the wire. Authentic has won the Kentucky Derby. Oh, boy. Wow, if only I'd placed a last-second bet on that horse right before they went into the gate and won a bunch of money. Oh, that's right, I did. Oh, yes. Yes, you I did. You on the Kentucky Derby? I did indeed, Boy, sir. I had no idea it was even occurring. Oh, yeah. And you had Authentic? Uh, yeah. Nice. I actually had uh, a, a box with a couple of other horses, and then I see him trotting around. It was around. called a stall. 
What? A box with horses in it? That's a stall. No, no, it's a, it's a betting term, you see. Uh, but, but then they showed this horse trotting its way toward the, uh, the gate. And then they showed Bob Baffert looking all optimistic, the great trainer. And, uh, and I called my, as, as Marshall would put it, the investment manager. And I said, uh, 30 on the 8 to 1. Come on. Give me, come on. Give me some action. I daddy needs some action. And he put it down, and sure enough, came in for me. So what did you win then? Oh, I guess not discuss that in front of the IRS and God. <laughs> Is today your last day? <laughs> I put $50,000 down at 8 to 1. So You know, in, in keeping with the Marshall tradition, I ought to bring home the bacon. Mm. You should. All right, then. I, I will. I shall. BLTs for everyone. Um. Yeah, and that was held the Kentucky Derby without a crowd, right? Yeah. Like all sports. Yeah, it was weird. There were a handful of people there, you know, trainers and hangers-on and owners and stuff. But it's mostly a social event, so. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, being there is what it's all about. The race takes two minutes. Although they have all sorts of races that day. Was that the horse race that Hunter S. Thompson went to? Yes. That was that one? Famously, yeah, yeah. If you've never read Hunter S. Thompson's piece about the Kentucky Derby, read it. It's very funny. So, how's the mailbag look? Oh, it's nice. Great. We have an ancient, freedom-loving quote of the day. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. And all the news that uh, is fit to speak on the way. Excellent. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Even more convinced over the four-day break that the country is being torn apart at the seams in ways that will not be repaired, maybe ever, but certainly not for a long time. Yes, I would agree. And I think, uh, well, okay, we'll, we'll talk about that in a bit. It's about to go off on a, a screed. Who wants a screed, especially during these troubled times? Mailbag. Woo. Oh, you'll get a screed, Woo. just not now. Your freedom-loving quote of the day from Maimonides, who, as we all know, was a medieval Sephardic Jewish philosopher who became one of the most prolific and influential influential scholars of the Middle Ages. I did not know this name. Oh, absolutely. Around 1100, 1200 was when he ooched about. Here's what he said. Truth does not become more true by virtue of the fact that the entire world agrees with it, nor less so even if the whole world disagrees with it. That is not in style, my friend. That mm. is not in style. That, he's probably a white guy. <laughs> he, well, he was Jewish. Yeah, too white. Um, he, he was from Israel. Well, actually, Spain, I think. Yeah, that is actually what they're fighting at the academic level. That's right. No, no, my truth is the truth. Your truth is your truth. And whatever you claim is the truth is the truth. Including two plus two equals five. In their culture, that's very beautiful to say that. All right. Nice note from Sarah here. Hey, guys, four-hour daily listener from the rice fields of Northern California. Thank you very much. Fabulous. Just wanted to drop you a line to say that you are just like my husband of 25 years. You're both a-holes, and I rarely agree with either of you. Hmm. But you both make me laugh, and I'm quite fond of both of you. Your husband you've been married to for 25 years is an a-hole? Apparently. Wow. Blessed to have found your show two years ago. I've always been a bleeding heart liberal when my husband is a centrist. I voted for Obama and Hillary. Husband has tried for two decades to pull me out of my echo chamber of peace, love, and happiness, only to repeatedly fail, where you have succeeded. It's not even a slow progression for me. I am leaping to the other side. 
It's thank you, really thank you. Wow, that's nice, Sarah. We appreciate the note, uh, and and we can uh, we can be friends no matter uh, how you swing politically. We don't hate people who disagree with us, which is how you can tell we're not lefties. Guys, I was laughing at the uptick in woke silliness this week, writes Brett from San Diego, at least until I saw a headline announcing that Moderna, developer of perhaps the most promising Operation Warp Speed Chinese bat flu vaccine candidate, decided to slow its assessment to make sure it has greater minority representation in the sample of persons being tested. If Moderna's decision is valid, pure research-based assessment, well, okay, fine, of course. But Dr. Google tells us that 500 Americans... Around nearly 500 Americans of all colors died yesterday from the Chinese bat flu. So if the delay turns out to be caused by cowardly corporate types pandering to screaming race-obsessed Wokesheviks, I hope you guys will report on it, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, so 500 black people will die a day while Moderna tries to get a few more black people on their uh, their trials. Uh, just so they don't get in trouble, you know, with the, the Wokesheviks. Wow, okay. that's interesting. More on all that sto- stuff with the vaccine on the way. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I'm committed to helping Kenosha rebuild. We must give far greater support to our law enforcement. It's all about giving them additional support. These are great people. The underlying racism that is institutionalized in the United States still still exists, has existed for 400 years. There you go. Oh, wow. Biden sounded a little whispery there. Is that the end of a, of a jog? <laughs> Look a little feeble, sound a little whispery, but went with the whole 1619 project view of uh, things that we're a country that's been dealing with systemic racism for 400 years. So well, I hate, to, right now. I hate to criticize a man for his last words. <laughs> It's like he expired moments after saying that. Come on. Watch me. Watch me. Um, (laughs) So, gosh darn it. Uh, This whole critical race theory thing. So, uh, Trump over the weekend said schools can't be, uh, or they can't be doing this in a a variety of training and government. Critical race theory. The, The mainstream media... Um, they, he they, probably doesn't want it because it's so overtly racist yeah, and dangerous. And it's just awful in all kinds of ways. And the mainstream media presented it as um, Trump has uh, you know outlawed uh, racial sensitivity training. Well, racial sensitive training is sensitivity training is one thing. Critical race theory is another thing. Here, here, and that's what he is uh, doing away with. Uh, j- just to give you for instance, are you? I think you tweeted out uh, something from this Titania McGrath person. Yes, she's a. a you realize a, it's well. Go uh, ahead. Do I realize what? It's a parody. It, it, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's sarcastic. Yeah, it's brilliant. But but the 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 responses to it are not. Oh right, right, right. Yeah, people are not in on the joke. Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. okay. So they take it 100%. So you can't go too far with this stuff. It's extremely difficult to be so ridiculous that the woke will catch on that you're making a joke. That was yeah. kind of the, the point of those faux research papers that Lindsay and his friends pushed per- through, right? Perfect yeah. example, right. Yeah. So this person, does she even exist or is it a made-up account? It's, I don't know. It's but made up. Actually, it is we, a, we can talk to the gent behind it if you'd yeah, like. Yeah, He's a friend of a friend. Yeah. But but anyway, um, uh, she will you know tweet out things like, um, it's difficult to expose all the racist elements within our society, but here's a list. Golf, bedrooms, Jesus, and chess. 
But then <laughs> the fake website does, uh, you know, link to various stories explaining how golf bedrooms, Jesus and chess are racist. Those are real articles. Bedrooms. Those are not fake articles. The master bedrooms. Shall I sleep on the lawn? Oh, I see. Master bedrooms. Yeah. And so here's an article from Deadspin on uh, the, why the Masters Golf Tournament needs to change its racist name. Um, here's an article from U.S. News and World Report about uh, uh, Jesus white supremacy and how Jesus is white, all that sort of stuff. So all these things, the, the, you know, the original jokey thing, okay, I get that. But the links are all real. Those are all real articles about how all of these things are racist. And then the responses underneath them are people who are taking this 100% seriously. Right. Yeah. Then another one was uh, also things that are racist. Mahatma Gandhi, cartoon characters, milk, and roads. Ah, and also yes. linking to various articles. When, uh, when I see a cow that. squirting hatred into its calf's mouth, I, I can hardly stand it. I want to march. I want to knock it over. And um, th- so there's a lot of agreement out there on all that sort of stuff. And it seems to be growing, not shrinking. Yes, which is disturbing. Was discussing this with a number of folks over the weekend. How there are political issues. There are the pushes and pulls we've all observed through our lives, and the arguments and, and causes and the rest of it. This one feels very different, as it is. Uh, it's denying that there are any common principles that hold us together as a country, or that to the extent that those principles exist, they're evil and must be destroyed. It is it is a rot. It's a fungal infection. It's a poison that's spreading through our system. And I feel much more motivated to fight it than any silly election, for instance. You know, Romney versus Obama, for all that was at stake, feels like child's play compared to I hate America versus I love America with all its flaws. That is an existential fight. Yeah, the uh, settler colonialist, colonial, col- I can't say the word, so I can't get involved on, mm, on either well, side of it. It's it's uh, some would say that's the hand of God. Colonialist, telling- yes, the, I get your word straight, Jack. Settler colonialist mindset in mathematics and banking and everything else. I don't even know what that means. Please do shut up. <laughs> With your garbage. But that's really caught on as a thing. I know and, uh, everybody in your generation got a trophy and that you think you're special and deserve to be fed and clothed just because you exist, but that's not so. I blame my generation for perpetuating that, particularly the women of my generation. Uh, I, we have done you a terrible disservice, but your head is full of garbage. And I, I don't know how to set these people straight. Not on a massive enough scale. The, the the foolishness that's being spouted, and you see it in the most eminent publications. And it's just, oh, well, it's worse than foolishness. It's it's insidious. It's hate. Uh, what was it? Popular Mechanics took the whole 2 plus 2 equals 5 thing completely seriously. And, uh, and like, agreed with it or, or oh, yeah. analyzed it? No, agreed with it. Oh, for the love of heaven. <clears throat> Um, that there are multiple ways to look at two plus two equals four, and to only look at it in one way, you know, is uh, white, cisgender, male, patriarchy, colonialist thing. Well, you better watch your step, or you're going to be unpopular mechanics. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I mean, when it's that mainstream, that's something. Yeah. Got a guy here who uh, found a way to avoid wearing his mask on a flight. He made one tube of Pringles last four hours, and therefore never had his mask on during the flight. (laughs) I don't know if he's proud of this or what. 
Well, you win, sir. Very clever ruse. You feel like you got away with something? Yeah, I'd, I'd rather you didn't breathe into the air that I have to then suck in on the flight for the four, entire four hours. I don't see what you won by doing that. But yes. I hate wearing a mask also. I really hate it. Well, and that's... But, um, I'm I not don't gonna, want to eat an entire can of Pringles. I'm not. Well, that's not the point. Well, I mean... The this Pringles plan have nothing fails to do on every level. <laughs> the Pringles really have nothing to do with this. <laughs> it's a ruse, don't you know? I do know. <laughs> Similar to that fake Twitter account. It's just, oh, man. It's I, just a vehicle to get another point across. I, I understand. <laughs> um, I I, uh, I flew a little bit uh, in recent days, and uh, I was sitting at the window seat. The gal uh, sat down, older lady in, on the aisle. No, No middle seats occupied on this airline. Um, that flies a great deal to the southwest of the United States. But this uh, this, this gal sits down and immediately begins coughing. I think, oh, God, she got the vid right there, two seats away from me. And then she stopped for most of the flight. Then as we were descending, she began to cough again. I thought, oh, man. Coronavirus! So that's what I was thinking, Cardi. So, uh, oh, so we, we need s- to get into the uh, C- Candace Owens versus uh, Cardi B feud okay. at some point. So um, did you say to her? <clears throat> When she was coughing, you say, so uh, So, how was China? <laughs> just to yeah. like to try to s- trick her into admitting she'd just been there? Right, right. No, I didn't. Didn't even think of it. But I figure I'm, let's see, uh, probably about... How do you like the wet market? I, Too I, wet for your taste? <laughs> or just about right? How do you like bats? How do you like them cooked? <laughs> Rare? Me too. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, yeah, so I guess I'm probably uh, two days uh, from either I got symptoms or I don't. I got the sniffles today. Don't even say that. Oh, I do. That would be horrific. Well, I know. I know it would be, but man, this gal was making me uneasy. Aren't you supposed to not show up if you're coughing or something? I don't know. I, I have, you know, allergies 12 months a year. Yeah. Uh, you know, clearing my throat and the rest of it, and I'm self-conscious about that. So well, she probably had to be self-conscious a second, unless she's an idiot, which is possible. Between the uh, being allergy season and depending on where you live, all the smoke in the air, there's all kinds of reasons to cough and, and wheeze. Yeah, that's a good point. That aren't the bat fever. Right. But, uh, right. yeah, everything's about getting your temperature taken, really. And if you don't have a temperature, even though, from what I can understand, you can have the dang thing and not have a temperature yet. Yeah, you can be either asymptomatic or pre-symptomatic. Yeah. So right. I don't quite get that one. but No. Well, it's... it's uh, Better than nothing? Is that what it is? Yeah, exactly. You're going to catch some cases that way. People who were, you know, traveling in spite of or, or doing business in spite of having a fever. At least you'll get some. There's a great, and we'll probably get into this later. A, I thought a really good article with with even more data saying we just didn't need to shut down. We just did not need to shut down our economy like this. It didn't do any good. It just did not. Now it's impossible to prove that because we don't know how many people would have died if we hadn't done that. Right. I also would like to run the experiment of we don't shut down and we all wear masks, you know, right from, uh, you know, like March 1st. Mm -hmm. I think we would have been fine and not spent total. They think it'll end up being nine trillion dollars between money spent to keep the economy going and money lost by everything being shut down, jobs and everything like that. Right. Right. Nine trillion dollars. It's just and they go through the, you know, the past pandemics. Um, I'll get the actual data, but um We've had some pretty big pandemics where we didn't shut down like this, and more people died as a percentage of the population oh, yeah. than, are di- than have died so far. Now, we're not done yet. Right. What it ends up being, I don't know. Well, and not to belabor the point, but 
the number of lives that will be lost because of that loss of $9 trillion, or the expenditure of $9 trillion, or the damage to the economy, people being afraid to go to the doctor. Heard you, Just yesterday, I heard a guy say, I'm not going to the damned emergency room. I'll get the COVID. You're not, you're not, by the way, you will not get the COVID at the ER. Number one, a lot of them are pretty empty. Number two, they're being very careful about it. It's no, it's, it's much more dangerous to go to the, the grocery store, probably. I've had a compound fracture since April. Yeah, I, that bone sticking out as well. You, that's a really disgusting I put a joke. mitten on it. To I'm not going to finish that. I was see, no, that was, the, that, that makes me want to vomit. <laughs> it's a disgusting joke. <laughs> And insensitive to those who've undergone fractures. What? It's, it's, it's hate speech or something. <laughs> Disgusting. Um, oh, okay. hey, I saw you tweet it out. Back to the, so the main anti, topic. Of the- just, or, so we're anti the guy using a can of Pringles to avoid wearing his mask the entire flight. I'm against that. It strikes me as idiotic. Yeah, yeah on multiple levels. Uh, so back to the main thread of the thing, though, uh, several minutes ago, you tweeted out, now it's uh, in Pittsburgh, the practice of berating diners trying to enjoy some dinner at an outdoor table, screaming at them through bullhorns, getting into their faces in their physical space, which is clearly physically threatening. You're only aware of this story if you take in media from certain sources. It is not something that shows up on the Sunday talk shows or in your evening newscasts. It's just not even a story. The other half of America who's seeing this in their social media is horrified. Right. Absolutely freaking horrified. Yep. Yep. That you could be out to dinner and a mob of people will come scream in your face and in some cases uh, pick up your beer and drink it. If you saw that one video. Wow. Dinner but, table events. That's right, Mitt. And just start screaming the most vile things at you and your family there in the restaurant and nobody does anything about nope. it. Nope. Nope. You got to sit there and take it and just pray they don't hurt you. Right. It is as Maoist as Maoist can get. Yep. Yep. Y- but half the country's completely unaware of it. Not on the Sunday shows at all. It just blows my mind. You can have a riot in Portland. You can have people die like you did the weekend before. Doesn't make the Sunday shows. Yeah, it doesn't fit the narrative. Well, there's, I don't even know if they're aware of it. I mean, we're so we're so siloed at this point. I'm just not sure. It just even. I don't know. I don't know mm. what people stuff people even know or not. Right. Right. That that is one of the great difficulties we face. How many kid? How many youngsters? Oh, we need to take a break. But how many folks who've fallen for this uh, critical race theory g- garbage, horse s, as Matt Taibbi put it, um, how many people who've fallen for it have even heard a reasonable and intelligent uh, objection to it? They are assuming everybody believes this stuff. They've not heard somebody say, all right, here are the flaws, the, the, that idiotic white fragility book, for instance. Here are the logical flaws. Here are the inconsistencies. Here's why it spreads hate. It doesn't solve it. Or as James Lindsay wrote, here's why it's more likely to cause racism than than solve. We can do a quick hit on the very latest polling, which will fit perfectly with Joe's weekend being part of a Trump boat parade, because it's all about the enthusiasm, man. Oh, Uh, man. That on the way. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Biden doesn't have a clue. You know he doesn't have a clue. Trump went on to say Joe Biden is a very stupid man. Well, that's one way to handle debating your opponent. Uh, So we're, what, eight weeks out from a presidential election? Four years ago at this time, roughly seven in ten 
voters said we were uh, going the wrong direction. Countries headed the wrong direction. And that uh, propelled Trump to victory, partially, because, you know, you want somebody new, an outsider. Uh, that was four years ago when we were at 70%. We're now at 84% dissatisfied with the country. But um, of that rise, is do people think more Trump's a good idea or less Trump? That we'll find out in November, I guess. Um, I would uh, suggest that anybody who is aware of all the racial hatred being spewed by the left is probably pretty uncomfortable with that. Yeah. And that's on the rise, on the steep rise. No doubt. And that's a fairly new development. Um, through all this polling that's been going on over the several months, I'm reading from the uh, the Dispatch website, but this is all true. The presidential race has been surprisingly stable. Nobody's ever seen a race state where it is the way this one has. Joe Biden is a heavy favorite to win, currently boasting about a 7% national average. The Economist projects Trump's odds of winning at 1 in 6 Real Clear Politics puts Trump's chances at 1 in 7. 538 has Trump at 3 in 10. Sounds familiar. Yeah, very similar to uh, last time around. Mm-hmm. Uh, one interesting thing out of the polls is um, who do you think will win the presidential debates? This is from a USA Today poll. Trump wins by six points. 47 41, people think Trump will win the debates. Come on. And that's something? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, But anyway, going on, Trump's greatest advantage lies with his intensity of support. CNN asked Trump supporting people, is this more a vote for Donald Trump or more a vote against Joe Biden? And they asked the reverse for Joe Biden. So you're voting for your person or against the other person. 77% of registered voters backing Trump say they're voting for Trump rather than against Biden. 77. 45% of Biden supporters say the same about the preferred candidate. A oh difference boy. of 32 points. Oh, boy. 32-point difference. Not even half of Biden supporters say they're voting for him. Uh, that is that is so interesting, and I've got to believe that number is even exaggerated. People say, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm for Biden. Sure I am. Trying to gin up a little enthusiasm in themselves. Still don't see a lot of Biden bumper stickers, and I don't think you could get a giant Biden boat flotilla going anywhere in the country. Indeed. I was uh, slated to hang out with uh, an old bud, Captain Dave, over the weekend, and he mentioned, hey, the big uh, boat parade is going on. Do you want to hang out and, and be on the big boat parade in San Diego? Um, it's And I guess a pro-Trump. It was very, very patriotic, but it was pro-Trump as well. And I said, yeah, yeah, uh, why not? And it was one of the most astonishing things I have ever seen in my life. We uh, you know, got to the, the rallying point, and the parade had already started in the other direction. And I saw hundreds and hundreds of boats go by, from uh, 85-foot yachts to a couple of brave souls in kayaks sporting American flags, to to just every fishing boat, dinghy, yacht, the, the, the pleasure boat, the speed boat, all with flags, American flags, Trump flags, thousands of boats. I saw, I'm just checking the San Diego media, one uh, news station uh, estimated was around 2,000. But the most interesting thing to me was... 2,000 boats is a lot of boats. Oh my gosh, and, and everybody's hooting and hollering and had spent money on flags and the rest of it. And so we we kind of we get our way into the the endless endless line of boats, and uh, and there on the shore are a bunch of pop up tents and people cheering. 
And I thought, wow, that's something. So people have come out from the whole community to watch the parade of, of, of the pro-Trump boats. And then we proceed along, and there's another crowd of people. And there are thousands of people, then thousands more people, and hundreds and hundreds of pop-up tents. Families and people and cops and just for miles along the shoreline, cheering and chanting. I didn't see that on the news. <laughs> I am not shocked. Oh, you know, I tweeted a bunch of pictures. Um, we'll have to put a bunch out on Facebook so you can see it. Um, but I was thinking... You tell me when the Biden flotilla launches, and we'll have a look at that. And we'll have a look at the thousands and thousands of people stretched along the shore for miles. And do I understand that in the print version of the San Diego Union-Tribune, it was like way in the back? Yeah, so I'm told. I didn't see it. I, I guess mean, it was buried right next to the obituaries. Story. That's a front-page freaking story. In two, two months, not even two months before an election? Yeah, I'd say it is. Yeah, I guess it was buried. You That's know, a lot of racists B. with boats. <laughs> well, it was remarkably positive. I saw a couple of people with the Biden signs on the shore. Nobody hassled them or anything. Why would you bother? That is amazing that that doesn't get any news coverage. I know it. Armstrong and Getty.